Let's give the Lord a hand praise in the house of the Lord. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Oh, what needless pains we bear. And all we have to do is take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's please be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is there a praise in the house? Hallelujah. Is there a shout in the house? Sometimes we can carry around stuff so heavy and we carry it and we, we burden down with it. And all we have to do is take it to the Lord in prayer. Who hears and who answers prayer. Amen. Praise God. I was thinking when I, I, I heard that song, what a friend we have in Jesus. And I remember about 30 years ago, a fellow at the job was telling a little joke. And he said the pastor was kind of laboring a little bit. And he came to the church and the pastor stood up and told the folks, you know, I got to tell y'all, the Lord didn't move me to another place. And I'm going to have to leave you. And I know it's going to be hard. And he kept going. And all of a sudden they broke out singing, what a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> I said, okay. But praise God. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for this day that you've made. And we will rejoice. We choose to rejoice. God, we are rejoicing now. Amen. Because you have made this day. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for being in our right minds today. We thank you for health and strength. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. And for who you are, we give you glory on today. Yes. So, Father, for these next few moments, won't you just bless us collectively, Lord. Uh, illuminate our hearts and our minds to receive the engrafted word of God. Engrafted word of God. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. God bless you, saints. Praise the Lord. Amen. You that are in Zoom land and Facebook Live and here in the sanctuary, we thank the Lord for another day. Yes. Amen. Another expression of God's goodness. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You know, it didn't have to be this way. <laughs> we, it, our situations could be way worse than what they are now. Matter of fact, it could be, we, we, it, it's, it wasn't wrote that we just had to be here. But by God's grace and by his mercy, we are here today. We're still standing and we're still proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. We're still proclaiming that Jesus is a healer. We're proclaiming that he's a deliverer. We are proclaiming that he makes ways out of no way. He is still God and he's God all by himself. He always was, always will be, and he is right now. Thank you, Lord. And beside him, there is no other. Amen. He say, I am the Lord God, and there's none like me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So I thank the Lord for his grace and his mercy. Looking down on a little fellow like me from Okmulgee, Oklahoma, and allowed me to make 69 years. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So we, we praise the Lord today. Uh, I want to just continue. I think Sandy kind of alluded to that earlier. Just I'm still in my heart and my mind, still with the thought of moving forward with God. Amen. We, it, it's time for the saints of God here, there, and everywhere to move forward with God. Yes. See, because folks can let you down, but God will never let you down. When God said we're going to the other side, you may well get ready because you're going to the other side. 
I don't care what happens between point A and point B, but if God said we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side. Amen. Amen. In him, there is no failure. We talked about on last Sunday about forward, meaning one, one definition is relating to or getting ready for the future. Amen. I'm getting ready for the future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And I know who holds my hand, praise God. And that's who I'm going to walk with. You know, there's a fellow in the Bible who, who just walked walk right on out of here. He not just walked right on out of here and, and went on to glory with God. Did not taste death. What a mighty God we serve. You know, so for a subtopic today, with, in regard to the overarching theme of moving forward with God, is surrounded by witnesses. We're going to look at a, uh, we're going to look at a passage today, uh, we would say a familiar passage, but it's a living word. So we're going to look at Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 3. But before we get there, <clears throat> before we get there, surrounded by witnesses, surrounded by examples. An example is one that serves as a pattern to be imitated or not to be imitated. There, there's some things you want to imitate, and there's others you say, no, that was a bad example. And we have so many uh, references to that in Scripture. But we're surrounded by witnesses. And I think most of us have someone at least somebody we've looked to in, in our, that's been in our lives that, that lived for God, that was a praying person, that someone that interceded for us, someone that loved us with the love of the Lord. It may have been a mother or a father or a sister or a brother. A lot of cases could be a husband or a wife, somebody that has been instrumental in your development as a believer. It could have been a grandmother, a great-grandmother, a grandfather who stood in the gap, stood there for us. There are mentors that's been in our lives and, and, and those who, you, do you remember when you first came to Christ and you sit down in a church somewhere and you say, how do these people know all of these songs? How do they keep quoting all of these Bible verses? You know, and, and, you, and so you begin to admire folks and, and, and sometimes even emulate folks who have shown themselves to be rooted and grounded in the Lord. And, and you kind of say, you know what, I, I want to move in that way. And, and, and after a while and by and by, you find yourself singing those songs. Don't need, don't, no longer need it up on the board. Don't need the hymn book because now those songs of Zion have got down in your heart and in your spirit. And you might be at home in your shower and you just start singing, how great is our God. And all will see how great is our God. See, I don't have to be on the right key. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because it's down in my heart. It's in my heart. That glory divine. See, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I got it. They said in the shower, Pastor. In the shower, Pastor. See, they said, don't start singing it now. I I got you. I got you. Like like they used to say back home, I heard you when you first drove up. (laughs) See, but there's examples. And and then you find yourself quoting scriptures as well. Where before, there may have been a time in your life where, where it wouldn't have been scripture that came out. 
it would have been something else. But now you find yourself, bless God. See, do you remember those times where some of you carpenters, you handy men out there, uh, handy women hit your finger with a hammer and it'll and, and but now it's Jesus. Now it's Jesus. See, what's on the inside of a man is what will come out of the man or the woman or the boy or the girls. One of, I, I can't repeat what the little baby said, but one of Camille's friends' little daughter said something the other day. And the mother was like, what? <laughs> Where did you get that from? She got it from somewhere. The baby got it from somewhere. And so we need to be very cognizant of the fact, not only are we looking at those who have been instrumental in our lives, those who have been that place of stability, but guess what? Somebody's watching us. Somebody said, you said that you got saved. You said that you've been delivered. You said that you're not who you used to be. And I see you carrying your Bible. We're, we're, we're being that, that, that example for someone else today. And we don't always know who that example is. Who that person that's, that's look, we don't know who that is sometimes. We might think we do. And sometimes it may be the last person on the planet that you would think about. But God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is working on them. So we are surrounded by witness. Let me give you a couple of examples. In scripture, those who have had witnesses before, examples before them. Think about Timothy. Think about how Paul, the great apostle Paul, was his mentor. Who was instructing him in the ways of the Lord at a young age. So in 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 and 2, Paul says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You notice that? He didn't say, be strong in your own power. He said, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ. The, the, the operating power of God, be, be strong in that. The, the unmerited favor of God, be strong in that. He said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And listen to this example part. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, uh, among many that have set an example, those things that you have heard from me, you know, it's good for somebody at least to know who they are in Christ and know that, you know, we are carrying the word of God. God has uh, given us that ministry of reconciliation. Uh, he has, uh, he has get put, poured something in these clay pots, in, these, in this, in this 98.8. And we need to walk in that. We need, to, we need to understand that, yes, God, I'm an ambassador for Christ. Not in a haughty, puffed-up way, but in a powerful, meek, humility, a, a, a spirit of humility that, God, you have entrusted me with your word to share it with someone else. He said, the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, listen to this, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So, saints, whether you're on Zoom land or whatever, these power hour lessons, these Bible study lessons, 
the message that goes forth from the podiums. It is to strengthen us, to encourage us, that we might be better able to go out and share it with someone else. Not just for me. I know when the word go forth, it's for me, but what am I going to do with it now that I got it? Now that it's been, it has become rhema to me that this word of God is alive and it hit me right where I was and it perked me up, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to be about my father's business and teach someone else also that they can be liberated by the power of God, by the word of God? By the love of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, Brother Tommy Lee. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Boy, that baby is, I'm telling you, that baby is moving up. Uh, Second Kings, you know, Elijah. I think that's one of Pastor Jones' favorite uh, uh, people to talk about, uh, Elijah and Elisha. And uh, uh, we find that Elijah <clears throat> lived in such a way, even in his ups and downs, that Elisha was watching him. He, he saw how the hand of God was upon him. That Elijah was a mentor to Elisha. Isn't that something? Surrounded by witnesses. So in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, and it says, now this is, this bring you, up, bring you home fast. This is where it's time God is calling Elijah home. And we gonna, and, and even when I read this, we'll find that after that, the man was taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire. Can you imagine? He missed death. He missed the grave. So, but Elisha, the protege, he's the protege, he's 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 seeing this man Elijah. And and have you ever been in a place where you say, you know, within your heart, you may not ne never say it to somebody else, but you say, boy, I, I would that God would use me like that. that. That I would be able to speak like this or sing like that or, or to pray like that or, or to lay hands. Whatever it may be, something down on the inside. It's the Holy Spirit down on the inside that's working. Say, I got a plan for you. You stay close to me, and I'll, I'll stay close to you, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you what you need, and I'll use you for my glory, see. So it, with that being said, it's time for Elijah to depart this earth because there ain't nobody here to stay. Right. Now, we can try to stay all we want, and we can Botox till, the, till we run out. <laughs> but we're going to have to get up out of here. Yeah. See, the Bible tells me that it's appointed unto man once to die and after that to judgment. Say, so say, no, well, somebody said, well, I want you to freeze my body and wake me up in a hundred years. You ain't getting up. You ain't nothing but a piece of ice. Froze over DNA. Dirty, standing say dirty ice. But that's just the reality. Second Kings 2, 9 and 10 say, and so it was. When they had crossed over, that Elijah said to Elisha, his protege. He said, ask what may I do for you before I am taken away from you. All of the 50 prophets uh, in training knew that God was getting ready to take Elijah away from them. And so 
So before I am taken away from you, so Elisha said, please, thank you, God. I'm just talking about surrounded by witnesses. I'm talking about having examples of, of, of the holiness and righteousness of God before you to give you something to go by. He says, uh, so, so please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. He's he, he seen Elijah call down fire from heaven. You've heard about Elijah saying it's not going to rain, but by my word. And the skies dried up for three and a half years. He, he, he heard about how the man was on the run from Jezebel and got weary in his way. But God said, get up, man. I'm, I, I've commanded a widow woman to feed you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So Elijah's seen all of this happening. And so the Bible says, Elijah said, uh, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. <laughs> Glory to God. See, I can't give you what I got and you can't give me what you got, but God can give, give us just what we need. Elijah said, you asked a hard thing, man. You, you asking me to give you a double portion of my anointing? It came from God. Hallelujah. It came from God. When, when I was weary, wounded, and sad, God came in and touched my life and gave me direction. You have asked a hard thing, but listen to this. Nevertheless, nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken away from you, he didn't say when you, when, when I, when you see me die and put in the grave. You think God had already showed Elijah something? <laughs> that he was not going to taste death? He said, nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And here come the chariot of fire. Woo, glory to God. And, and swoops up Elijah. Take him into heaven. And his mantle fell on Elisha. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> and, 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 and he just, you know, he's kind of, you know, kind of distraught sometimes. Threw down his mantle and, and, and the creek dried up. Wasn't even expect Elisha walked on on dry ground. Thank you, God. Surrounded by witnesses. Joshua. The one who, 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 who succeeded Moses. The man of God. Moses, the one who led the children of Israel out of Egypt. The one who stood before Pharaoh and said, God said, let my people go. Moses, who sent out the spies, hey, we're at the promised land. It's time to go through. I want you all to go and check it out. And, and, and 12 of them, of the 12 tribes, they went to check out Jericho. Uh, they went to check out the land of Canaan. And when they, when they got over there, they saw that grapes was the size of a man's head. And, and, and they said, oh, yeah, it, it's, it's flowing with milk and honey, and everything is great. He said, but, but ten of them say, oh, oh, no, but it's giants in the land. 
It's giants in it. Now, now it may be giants in the land, but how big is your God? See, the one who spoke and the universe came into existence. How big is he? How big is the one who parted the Red Sea? How big is the one who subdued kings and kingdoms for you? But they, 10 of them came back with a bad report. So we can't take the land. But Caleb and Joshua, they said, come on, y'all. We, we here, we on the break of our breakthrough. We, we ready to step foot in the promise. Come on, let's take it. So this Joshua, God began to deal with him just as he dealt with Moses. Watch this. And I'm going to get to our passage and, and be done. Joshua 1 and 5. I would admonish everybody, just read the whole book of Joshua, but definitely the first chapter. But here now, mind you, Moses is gone off to sea. So here is God speaking. Do you know God speaks to us? Have God ever spoke to you in your lowest moment? In your most fearful moment? In a time of uncertainty? And perplexed? And frustrated and bewildered and disillusioned and God speaks to you? He'll take you to the word. He'll He'll whisper in your ear. He'll, he'll, he'll open up a door for you and you say, that's God. He, he lifts the hung down head. Yes, he does. See, the, the Bible say in Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord and the full to say of the world and they that dwell therein. He said what? Lift up your heads, O ye gate. And be you lift up your everlasting door. So Joshua 1 and 5. Here's God encouraging Joshua. Joshua had an example, as I said, Moses, the man of God. God says to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you. Can you imagine? Here, here's a, cha- a regime change. Here, here the leader is gone. And here the, the, the burden has fallen on you to take these people into the promised land. And you look out and you see millions of folks. And, and, you, and you see the lands is, is full of heathens. And now you you are put in a place to lead the people. But God. God said, no man. Mm. Did he mean no man? He meant no man. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. How long? All the days of your life. Well, God don't say, well, I'm, I'm going to be with you until to the 29th. And then you're on your own. He, no man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Listen to this. And tell me how confident this would be for this young man, Joshua. He says, as I was with Moses, so should I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Wow. Is he the same God today? Is he letting us know that he'll never leave us? nor forsake us. He will be with us always, even until the end of the age. I tell you what, you can take it to the bank and cash it. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. (laughs) Excuse me. Moving forward with God. That brings me to our scripture today. That brings me to uh, Hebrews chapter 12. 
You know, we're, we're, we're finishing up. We got one more lesson on Thursday night. The faith of Abraham. Uh, this, this last week we were talking about, uh, in Romans chapter 4, the faith of Abraham. Uh, this coming Thursday night, don't miss it, uh, Sister Mireya, Missionary Mireya will be sharing from Hebrews chapter 11. Talking about the faith of Abraham. Thank you, God. And so here we pick this up in three verses in chapter 12. Because for me, in my heart, I just want to encourage the saints. We are still, Evangelist Dorothy, living in unprecedented times. All we have to do is look around us and we, we know that things are not like they were. But we do know that God is still the same God. And we do know, and not just by what's wrote on the door, but from his word, from Jeremiah 29, God said, I know the plans I have for you. See, so, so, so listen, listen to this. <clears throat> Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that we're surrounded by so great a cloud of examples. In this, in particular, is talking about what was communicated to the writer of Hebrews in chapter 11. It talked about the faith of Moses and Abraham and Rahab the harlot, you know, Daniel in the lion's den. So he went down the line showing how the people of God stood in faith. It talked about in, in chapter 11 how there were so many others who resisted the authorities, who were cut in half, who were thrown in the lion's den, but they held on to their integrity. They held on to their faith, and they trusted God. They died a martyr's death. Because something was so deep inside. They said, we're going to move forward with God. As a matter of fact, this is looking real bleak down here anyway in the lion's den. These boys is hungry. And, and so, so, but God has shown, see, because remember when Abraham said, uh, the Bible said, Abraham looked for a city. He didn't say it was cross town. He said, Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. You know, they told me don't say. But that's all I said, don't you want to go to that land? Don't you want to go to that land where I'm bound? Where are we bound? We bound for glory. Hallelujah. We're bound for that place where there'll be no more crying. There'll be no more dying. There's no, no more standing over the, over the casket of a spouse or a child. Every day will be Sunday and the Sabbath will have no end moving forward with God. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, listen to this. This is yet in verse 1 of Hebrews 12. Let us. Huh, who's us, the saints of God? Those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus. 
those who are washed in his blood, those who are filled with the spirit, those who have a heart for others, even more than for themselves. He said, let us lay aside every weight. See, there's some things that can hold us down. There's some things that will keep us from being all that God wants us to be. There are weights. He said, let us lay aside every weight and listen to this. And the sin which so easily ensnares us or entangles us. Unbelief is a sin for the people of God. God said it. Do I believe it? Do I trust him? Do I stand on it? Do I do I do uh, get in that mindset where God told Moses, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, the enemy you see today, you'll see no more forever. Man, every time I read that, it makes me want to boo-hoo. Say, God, God, you you mean this that I'm dealing with today? I'll see no more forever? Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, who can say that but God? Who can say that's the God we serve? We, We don't know what we're dealing with. I woke up the other morning and my left eye is just blurry. But I say, but to God be the glory. It ain't over till God says it's over. I'm standing on the way and, and trying to find a location for the church. Amen. Looking at what the city is saying, what? Looking at these various things, but you know what? But my God. The, 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 Brother Chuck is on the song, take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. We are those who believe God to the saving of the soul. We're the ones who believe God for the impossible. I'm moving forward with God. I, I, you know, no, you, you, the world is not going to dictate to me what, what it wants. I, I'm going, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So let us lay aside every weight. I don't have to enunciate stuff. We know what's weights to us. We know things that can hold us back. They can hold us down, especially unforgiveness. Whoa. No. But I'm saying, ooh, but, but some stuff can weigh us down. One thing can weigh us down is remembering where we, who we used to be in a, in a bad way. Don't you know who I am? You, don't you know I never would have took that? That's a weight. Get out of that. Empty yourself out, pour it out, and recognize that there's a new sheriff in town, and it's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> Let us lay aside every weight and the sin of unbelief, which so easily ensnares us. Listen to this. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Run with endurance. What does it mean to run? You know, we, we, we were with Sonia last night in the Tuya family. They had a special thing for her, for the uh, cross-country runners, and seniors to, to be a blessing to them and to acknowledge them. And they did it at the halftime of the senior basketball game. I'm looking at them kids running like, woo, 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 woo. And I'm trying to remember, I don't know if I could ever had run like that. And Brother David, one kid, he went up to shoot, and a guy just knocked him down on the ground. I mean, everybody like, whoa, and he, whoop. He popped back up like, <laughs> wow. See, but things change. 
See, so even though this, 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 this body is decaying daily, the inner man is getting renewed day by day. What does it mean to run? I just, see, I, I like to mess with Wesley and see what they're talking about. Run is to go faster than a walk. I'm just talking about moving forward with God. Sometimes we walking, following God. But sometimes if God shifts into another gear, we, we need to start running so we can move forward with God. What's over to me? To, to go faster than a walk, listen to this, Springing, springing steps so that both feet leave the ground for an instant in each step. You know, when you're walking, boom, boom. But when you're running, at some point, neither one of them feet is touching the ground. Moving forward with God. Moving forward with God. He, he, he talked about uh, uh, endurance. Let us run with endurance. What is that? Well, the ability to withstand hardship and adversity. Have anybody in here ever experienced hardship or adversity? And then the question is, how do we deal with it? Does it destroy us or does it build us? In the King James, I believe it says, and run this race with patience that is set before you. Patient is bearing pains or trials, listen to this, calmly or without complaint. I don't always do that. But I'm learning and I'm trying and I'm determined to run this waste race with patience. And what does it say? Uh, that Run this endurance and patience to run this race that is set before us. God, we, you, can't, you cannot run the 100-yard uh, dash with an overcoat on and some combat boots. You know, I think they closed out the Olympics today, and everybody you saw skiing and all that stuff, they had a little skinny stuff on, nothing to, 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 to grab the wind, so they could just kind of move through the air. I want to do that. I want to be dressed up like that in the spirit where I'm not letting external pressures and external weights hold me down from me moving forward with God. Why? Because I have examples. I have folks who have mentored me. I always think about uh, Elder Ulysses Henderson, a man who, when I came to the Lord, was a Sunday school teacher and how he loved God and still to this day. You know, I I think about uh, Camille brother Charles Perkins, a man who's been solid in the word of God and doing so much for God down through, and even on his deathbed was yet opening his mouth and proclaiming to men what God could do. Mm. Looking, verse 2, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Thank God for Abraham and Moses. Thank God for David and Daniel. Thank God for Rahab and all of the rest, but, but looking unto Jesus, my perfect example, the one who, who came from heaven down to save a wretch like me, looking unto Jesus, the author, amen, the beginner and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. 
Oh, hallelujah. It bothers me when I see saints trying to struggle and make their way to heaven. I just got to do this. No, no, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but he washed me white as snow. I'm free in Jesus Christ today. Looking under Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Listen to this. Oh, God, Jesus, I got my eyes fixed on you. He, he, said, uh, he said, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Do you know that Jesus was not a martyr? He said, Brother David, no man take my life, but I lay it down. And not only do I lay it down, but I have the power to pick it up again. So here we've been admonished by the writer of Hebrews. Looking unto Jesus. Not looking to the city hall. Not looking to, to, to Loma Linda. But looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop the music. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There was no joy in the cross. Oh, but on that Sunday morning. Hey, glory to God. Say, the earth starts shaking. Chains start breaking. Rocks start moving. Jesus got up. For the joy that was set before him, Jesus knew that Sunday was coming. Oh, God, can you see, can you imagine, Brother Chucky, he being betrayed by a friend with a kiss. Mm. Those who he created were spitting on him. He endured the cross, despising the shame. What no shame in Jesus' game. Come on now. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's a shameful thing. I think I heard uh, J. Vernon McGee said, you know, uh, the the, the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, they said, "We, we cannot crucify him on the feast day. Because too many people love him, too many people following him. That's what they said. But Jesus was crucified on the feast day. And early that Sunday morning, he rose just like he said he would. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured. He went through something. We have to go through some things. Don't, don't, don't listen, don't think it's strange when trouble come your way. Don't throw in the towel because folks don't, don't speak kindly of you. As long as you you pleasing the Lord, then you walk in that. He, he says he endured the cross, despised the shame, and what? And now sat down. You don't sit down till the work is done. Because listen, don't, don't mess around and have me working at your house and you feel sorry for me and feed me some lunch. I was a ball of five from 7 to 9 to 11. And you say, Here, here's a sandwich for you. And I sit down. Get comfortable. Drink a little Kool-Aid. I get up. I ain't shoes. I'm, you know, we can get back on this tomorrow. But when you do it right, when you sit down, the job is over. So looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down because the work was done at the throne of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. For consider him, 
capital H-I-M, who endured such hostility. You know, we, we should not, and I know Easter is coming up, we should not blow past what Jesus did for us. Oh God, oh God, we should, we should, we, we, it should bring tears to our eyes. God, you mean because I am who I am by your grace and covered with your blood is because of what you suffered for me? You mean I don't, I have the can't help us no more because of you? I don't run from the police no more because of you? Oh, come on now, y'all, I'm just talking now, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. R-E-A-L. They say don't sing, but the old songs say real, real. Jesus is real to me. So many people doubt him, but I can't live without him, and that is why I love him so. He's so real to me. Mm. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, the creator He's listening to this. Now, this is the admonition. This is the last part of this, this passage. This is the admonition for us today. Because to say, for consider Jesus. Consider Jesus who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God, the I am, that I am. <laughs> Why did he say that? Listen to this. Unless you become weary. And discouraged in your souls. I believe the King James would not say unless you become weary and faint in your mind. It ain't no time for fainting. It's time to move forward with God. Though the load get heavy. Though the road get rough. I'm going to keep on the battlefield for my Lord. Job said though he slay me yet will I trust him. Somebody said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning. Amen. Thank you, God. Now, and so, so let me close out with this because I'm reminded of John chapter 5. <clears throat> oh, thank you, God. And, and, and thank God for the examples that we've all had and maybe uh, thought about it in our hearts and our minds, those who have been examples to us. Thank God for those in Hebrews chapter 11. You know, but, but you know what? Some of the stuff we deal with, for instance, for me, David didn't deal with. He dealt with stuff. And maybe Abraham had this, but he didn't have that. But remember, looking unto Jesus. And, and, and so sometime, when you've done all you know to stand, stand some more. Sometime, you don't have somebody to call. Sometime, you don't know which way to turn. Sometime, you haven't seen a good example in a long time. But yet God is dealing with you. And so in John 5, verse 2, and you'll know this when I start reading it, but I want to show you something in it. I'm going to be closing out here. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in the Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. That's not the point yet, but it's getting us to the point. I want us to see something here. Because sometime... The examples and mentors you've had can't help. Sometimes you hear people in a callous way say, pull yourself up by your own bootstrap. What if you don't have no boots or straps? You know, 
So they say, just, just hold on, hold on to what? So it says, in, the, in, in these lay a great multitude of sick people. Listen to, listen to this. Sick people, <clears throat> infirmed, right? Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Why were they waiting for the moving of the water, the stirring of the water? It tells us in verse 4, For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Okay, good, good. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Okay, that sounds good. The angel come down. The water's been stirred. If I can get in, I'm healed. Whoever get in first. Great, great. But here, listen, let's keep reading. Then whoever appeared, whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now listen to this. Now a certain man. Wow. Hello, certain man, certain woman. Is it now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years? <clears throat> When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, don't you know that God sees our condition? The conditions that we've been in a long time, that God sees them? He says, he says, when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he already had been there in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made whole? Oh, what a question. Anybody want to be made whole today? Amen. Anybody want to be healed of their infirmities today? Listen to this. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to take me and put me in the pool when the water is stirred. Now, I heard somebody teach it on this one time. They say, look, here he go complaining. Jesus asking something, and here he go complaining. I say, complaining? The man ain't complaining. He got a problem. He's crippled. Been crippled for 38 years. And he's looking. The pool is over there by Raquel. He's laying over here on his mat. The angel comes and stirs the water, and he's just looking. He can't get in the water. And there's some things in our life we can't do nothing with. Listen to this. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said, do you want to be made whole? The sick man answered and said, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Before somebody drag me over there, somebody else gets in Jesus. I want to be made whole, but I can't get there, God. There's obstacles in my way. And the water stirred, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Listen to this. Jesus said to him, in short, forget about the pool. Because what happens when you can't make it to the water? Oh, God, hallelujah. He says, Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. He said, I'm the living water. I'm stirred up all the time, and I'll stir you up, man. Stand up, take up your bed, and walk. 
And guess what? The little team today is moving forward with God. For 38 young years, he can't get up. And now on the 38th year, he picks up his bed and he starts walking. And you know what? Jesus is so powerful. I don't think he had to practice walking. I don't think he had to get his muscles together. Jesus said, come on, man, take up your bed and walk. And listen to this. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked. I'll leave it right there. But what else did they find the man? They found him in the temple praising God. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's something about coming into the house of the Lord to give God praise, to magnify his name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, what you do when you can't make it to the water? Call on Jesus. He'll answer prayer. Call on the name of the Lord by day or by night. Over in the midnight hour, call on Jesus. He'll work it out for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm.
Praise God. Is there anyone in the house desiring precious special prayer today as we prepare to close out? Praise God. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the very breath that we breathe. Thank you, God, for the peace that surpasses all understanding that comes from you. Thank you, Lord, God, for sustaining us through this pandemic. Thank you, Lord, for yet feeding us and clothing us and giving us shelter. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. We magnify your name today. So, Father, I pray your choices, blessings upon all the saints connected with this ministry and well-wishers and all those who support this ministry, that you will continue to bless your people. Those who are sick in their bodies, God, I pray for your divine healing to rest upon them. God, those who are in financial straits, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing they won't have room to receive. God, I pray for those who are in the valley of decision and not know which way to turn. You said in your word, if we call upon you, that you would answer us and show us great and mighty things that we don't know. God, we're calling upon you today. Father, you know uh, what we're experiencing, uh, trying to find a location as best we know how, but we know you already have it together. And all that we're dealing with cities and various ordinances, but God, we're trusting you, and we're standing on your word, and we are excited about walking and moving forward with you. So, Father, I just pray that you would continue to bless anoint, strengthen, use, cleanse this ministry that we can be all that you have called us to be in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, bless us as we close down on this service today, as we go to our various places, that you would go before us and go with us, God, in the name of Jesus, the offering box and tide box on the wall, that you would bless, God. We pray for Peter today who's got shingles, that you would bless and heal him, God. We pray for Brother Ron, that you would continue to lift him up. Yeah. Herrera family, Lord. Uh, Sister Deborah, and the list goes on. All of the saints, God, touch today in the mighty name of Jesus and give yeah. someone a testimony that it was God who touched me on February the 20th, 2022. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Say, get the Lord a hand. Pray. We are dismissed. Amen. Hallelujah. Camille, if you got some music.